coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back old school. One more hour to everybody's released until pandemonium. Blow up stuff. Make your last uh, second shopping stops at wherever you may uh, do. Hopefully it's at the Mercado. Uh, certified Piedmontese Special Ingredients and Butcher Shop located at 84th and Havelock. Um, they will be open until I think 8 or 9 o'clock. Austin's so. here till 9. Yeah. Austin's here till 9 tonight. It's true. Corner 3, baby. Mm-hmm. 7 to 8 o'clock. Austin, I'm going to ask you this. When Am you I co- in trouble again? When, when you coach Probably. Your, your, your team, <laughs> are you – because it used to be when they're real young, and the corner three used to be by by facts, but not so much anymore, the harder shot to make. Are you a fan of your, your kids that you coach shooting quarter th- corner threes? So the thing with a lot of the kids that I coach is they all think they can shoot the corner three. Mm. They also think they can shoot the volleyball line three or the the wing three, or the mm. four dribble step back three. Yeah. So I had, I think, four kids I even allowed <laughs> to look at the rim right. from that, that far away, even consider it. You're yeah. in triple threat position still, but your first read is down to the block. We screen across with flex go, get yourself open. If it's not there, you're moving it back to the top of the key. We go again. There were a couple plays we had for a couple kids. I would let camp in the corner, but pretty much only against zone. Yeah. We saw a lot of zone. So drive and kick corner three against the zone, I'm a big fan of that. I got you. Corner, corner three, to me, okay, so I, I think offenses, if you're less talented, using both corners are vital. Yeah. Have to. Because nobody actually – vital. My defense. rule was touch all four corners against like, the zone. Like to, yeah. spread, to spread that. And then the way coaches teach and coach help defense now – puts one of those corners at vulnerability and they yeah. think they can they can close out to it. My thing is if you're going to full speed from the paint to the corner, I'm going to back cut you and break you back what? anyway, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I all of that, the ability to shoot the three or at yeah. least the, impl- the implication that they can shoot the three yeah. makes every offense below the NBA that much better. Yeah. Like I just think it's 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 vital. Right. Luckily enough, Finding people who can shoot the three in the high schools that I coached at, like God, that's how I know God loved me because He kept giving <laughs> me dudes who could shoot the corner three. Uh, <laughs> it was like you, you that the, the first tryout days. You go, please, 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 please give me one, give me, give me one. Oh, I got two, I got two. We gonna win, yeah. we gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody willing and able to yep. shoot the corner three. Well, yeah. and the, and and if they can, and then if they can, if they can pump fake and drive off of that. And then don't panic. Yeah, and hit the mid range. Hit the mid range. Yeah. Get the, the pull up. The mid range is cool. Is is, uh, is is key. You know, a lot of high school coaches don't don't they either. Uh, in particular, I know there's a high school coach around here. He likes dribble drive. Essentially, that means you want him to drive it, throw it up out the backboard, and finish. And that's good if you have some finishers, or try to shoot threes. I don't even. I don't understand where somebody picks it up as a good concept. Because it's out of a book. Well, which I mean, concept? Yeah, it, it's so. 
Like if you have Allen Iverson, dribble drive is great. If you have, but there's one Chris, Chris Paul or somebody that can really break people down. Yeah. And then the decision making, whether it's the, them shooting or them dishing, or them continue to to essentially set the table. So essentially, the dribble drive. If you have some guys that can break down the defense, you are literally gut punching that defense. But you have to have guards that are superior turnover to assist ratio and finishers and, and finishers and finishers like to be able to like it, to dribble drive is only good if you can get to the glass yeah or get to the rim most dribble drive point guards can't can't do that like you're asking too much yeah now you so we would always teach this if you can't finish off of three dribbles then it's not the move it's not the move yeah. like the quickest way to my bench is is four dribbles. That's yeah. just like it's. Well, there's high school coaches around here that don't like players that can score within three, three dribbles, though. I don't understand. Isn't that the isn't that doesn't that change the scoreboard? Yeah, like but, the whole but, mission for me. I think a lot of is, coaches. I think change you, my scoreboard keeps theirs the same. Yeah, you know, like, you know what's crazy <laughs> is that they're, they're they're aesthetically driven. Um. But then all <laughs> well, the, so some of we, that I think, we, and I know those yeah. coaches, right? Yeah, I think some of the aesthetics is if you have, if you don't have a star, a guy that can do that. Some of that is, can we, you know, gain enough of those small advantages here and there? If you have a star that can break someone down, life's easy, right? Yeah. Let him go to work. Let him. Well, drive that's not coaching. That's no, not it's coaching. Not. It's not coaching. That's you taking advantage of. Right. Like my thing. Right. My thing was, I've never coached at a place that had the most talent. Mm-hmm. I've never. Coach said a place that had the most talent, but the mission was still to win 80% of the games by not beating ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, that's and so, hard thing to do well, that well right teaching, now. well, I, it, it's co- teaching them how to play rather than teaching to, to run plays. And there's yeah. a difference that if, Big. okay, if we're running Laker cuts, what do I want to accomplish? What do I, what are the rules? If this, then this. If not this, then that. There is a rule, and you high rep those rules to teach a higher level of basketball IQ. Because no matter who you're facing, there's something that beats them. Right. There's always yeah, in the no systems that you run, yeah. right? So if I've got a guy top of the key, I can pick and roll with that. But the I have to teach the, the angles. Angle. Can I you have read to teach on the, the run? Can I have you read off the, the speed. Dribble. I have to teach the skills for the jump yeah. stop. I have to. And do you double it? See, I'm, I'm a big fan of now is like, if I had a good guard, I'm running pick and roll, and I'm doubling it now. I'm I'm double pick and roll because teams generally see they've seen pick and roll so much, so they could they'll, they'll hedge it. Or if you come out too wide, well, what they don't practice on defense and they don't practice on offense is hit him again with it. Yeah, or that second screen. Well, second we call it the fold because if if Jay comes up and picks for me to go right the first time, if he resets immediately, they're at disadvantage. Just flip it. Yeah. Like they're just okay. Yeah. So I need to. Pull back the other way because then Jay's got three options to roll to the either side of the basket, face, backside roll, or to pop. And either way, they're wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The problem, <laughs> the, really, the problem is in guard play. And you look at somebody, whether it's like Chucky Hebron from a, you know, a few years ago, um, Josiah Dotzler, you know, and then all the Miller North players that did in, um, like Gretna has a pretty good guard, and like maybe like a local guy like Tay Moore, and some of the guys around here. Um, the, the separation between them and then the, all the others is 
when these guys go to these trainers, right, you're doing all these moves against cones. But you're doing these moves and doing so many moves and fakes, your, your head's down. So you don't – see, the, my thing is like this. College and NBA, there's, there's a difference. College is more kind of slow-paced. It's kind of like almost like in a lot of ways high school, right, where like a lot of these Lincoln schools get destroyed by the Omaha schools and Metro because they don't play at a high enough pace. You know this, Austin. Mm-hmm. When you go and watch an Omaha team, they just play at a different pace, different intensity. Yep. So, but when you watch the NBA, they run real. Like if you watch the Golden State Warriors, they they run a lot of basic things, mm-hmm. but they're just reading it. And and like when they're coming off of a pick and roll, they're coming off so tight with Steph Curry, it is putting so much stress on Rudy. Pretty much got Rudy Gobert up out of Utah pick and roll did. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul and Andre uh, DeAndre Ayton just destroyed destroyed Rudy Gobert and Steph Curry and all those guys. I mean Draymond was getting off like he was a 20-point score because mm-hmm. he was rolling. He couldn't. So if you come off tight and you can read him and then you're hitting the mid-range, well, then that guy is going to kind of like leap at you. Now you are now you are essentially dribble driving because now you're in the paint. Well, now here comes the Golden State Warriors, what I call secondary cut or back back backdoor cut. You can call them who's your cut because of Jimmy Chitwood. Mm-hmm. Now you're getting layup out the layup. Mm-hmm. Now what you're doing by doing that, if you do it like three or four times and you might miss a, a bunny or two, but you have just now destroyed the identity and created angst and anxiety on that defensive side of the Nothing ball. Nothing degrades a talented team more than a layup off of your defense, whatever right. that defense mm-hmm. is. Like that's just – especially when you think, hey, coach, I'm better than this guy that you're asking me to defend, and somehow he's beating me to a spot. Right. And I say, well, listen, <laughs> I don't have to have the most talented players to beat you to a spot on the floor. And if my spacing is good – it doesn't matter how talented you are, right? You'll make up some of that space. Yeah. But if you don't, if I mean DC, you're talking about, the, you know, they got six foot ten centers yeah. that jump out the gym, so they can two step and get get yeah. back to the to the to the to the soft corner and beat you. But I'm okay with that. I'll take that loss. But I'm also then understanding, I need to get him out of there. So what do I do? Spacing. I need yeah. to pull him out of that space. Yeah, that, that's just not, one step and, further, right? That, well, yeah, deep that, water, we go five out, and I'm going to make you defend. Yeah, and you got to get it. These kids, I think, one thing is there's not a lot of coaches that are explaining and teaching them basketball. They got to understand. So, like, when you're from say like fourth grade, let's just say seventh grade tops, everybody's teaching an offense where you're literally hugging the three point line. Mm-hmm. You. you Right. Well, I mean, that's the, about the age. But then mm-hmm. after seventh grade and pretty much after sixth grade, you have got to be able. And this is where kids hear one thing and are not listening. You have to expand your offense when you start it, which is essentially I always call it the red line because that's where the volleyball, you know, when they have volleyball mm-hmm. there. So I call it red line. And sometimes it's great. Great. We, we're redlining it. Mm-hmm. So you got to create space so then you can actually run. And, and people, you know, basketball players are visual. If you're telling me. The ball's away from me. I need to flash to the middle of the zone, and and I'm in the offense. I'm standing at the three point line, and there's six foot six, six foot four, a six two guard. There ain't nowhere to go, so they're not gonna freely go in there. But when you back them off that three point line, now the problem is, is that a lot of these kids have watched Steph Curry, Trey Young, Dame Dillard, who we're gonna talk about, right? And they see them shooting from the gray red line and half court, so they think. Starting a offense 
is shooting that deep. And this is also the third part of it where a lot of these kids run into trouble. Instead of learning how to get to the rim if you're a smaller guard and be a full court pre- uh, pass, because I was listening to Bradley or um, Van Pelt or Van Fleet, um, what he said, how he got to the NBA. And he was saying, if you're a six foot and under guard, you got to be a hellified full court defender. And it don't even matter if you know how to be defense. He's like, you just got to fight. That's number one. And we saw it with the young guy from Kansas State. Mm-hmm. And then you have to be a knockdown three-point shooter. A knockdown three-point shooter isn't Dame Dillard. Dame Dillard is a knockdown three-point shooter. What they see Dame and Steph Curry do is if DP is short, if GP and Jay Former are tired and we just came off the bench, nah, we don't need to guard him there. Well, he's dribbling down off a secondary break. He's shooting a free throw from 30 feet. Kids these days are trying to shoot those shots instead of shooting them actually after one or two passes, and it's a lot of bad basketball. Or without the foundation, right? Right, to, without to the work. To shoot threes, yeah. you got to get your form shooting in. you got to prove to me you can knock down your free throws, right? That's the basis. Your, your yeah. form doesn't If you're change. a guard. Well, but, it, but that's a thing that you can – that's a thing that any player can, control. can work on mm-hmm. anytime, all the time. Your shooting is a thing. That look, that's just a choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jay likes to say that's a choice. Yeah. Yep. That's absolutely a choice. And free you, throws. Right? That those yeah, are two you, things that yeah. you well, my coach used to tell me, because I was never a shooter in, in, in high school. I was a scorer. And there's a difference. Yeah, they, 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 right? there's a they, huge difference. There's a difference. I was a scorer. And I was better on the move with my with my running one hander and my jumper than I was shooting set jump shots. Shooting set that wasn't my thing. But what I did better, my coach told me this in eighth grade, and it was absolute gospel, and I played with it. He said, listen, you're never going to score 28 a game just by being that that player. But you can get me four steals that get us eight points. Yeah. And we're not going to face a team that's ten points better than us this season. If you can steal me eight points, you'll be my starting guard. Well, guess what? You know, okay. Look, it's much easier for me to get to the rim when I'm the when I'm out front than it is for me to do it within the offense. Right. So that working from the short side. Then the other thing was, I love a coach that teaches repost and that I, he understands it. Listen, you can go in at six foot and cause a threat and duress to a seven footer. Yeah. Just by occupying the space. You're making the rest of the team better by somebody has to occupy the big, and if I run in front of Jay, Jay has to acknowledge me. Most coaches will tell me then to get once I've occupied him and it wasn't there to get out of there, but no, the moment Jay releases me, I'm the biggest threat on the floor. I'm closest right. to the basket, and so we I'm teach right here. Yep, but we teach him get to the soft corner because it's the only mm-hmm. space behind Jay that he cannot see. Mm-hmm. He cannot see, so get to the soft corner, get me the ball there. It forces Jay to turn, it forces help to turn, and then I've got two cutters, and we can go whatever way we want to go. Right. And Numbers to watch days. coaches that that run that. When I saw Nebraska do that late in the season with with, with Sam Hoiberg on the floor and with Casey, I went. That's it. That's it. They've started to get it. They've started to get that they need to attack those soft spaces, those soft underbellies of defenses. Yeah, cause they don't, because defenses really don't want to – there's not a lot of well players out there, kids in, or just basketball players that want to play D. There isn't. That's the they're, easiest they're, way they're, to get on the floor. But they don't want to. And they don't want to play defense after the first pass. And so – 
you know, the kids these days, they, you know, they, they think like, okay, I got the ball, I got to shoot, and, and it's a hot potato. Whereas, you know, whether you're playing summer basketball or in, in high school, 35-second shot clock is a lot of time. But, it, but, it, but here's the problem. See, when you watch an Omaha team, it's a lot of time because they're pushing the pace. They are, when you watch Bellevue West and you watch their, how they get into their second-day break, they put so much pressure on you. Mm-hmm. Possession they, in and possession out. Throughout they, the 35 th- seconds. Throughout <laughs> the, but right off the rip. You yeah. miss. One of them big guys get it. The guard's coming down, catching in momentum, and it's like he's catching it. He's catching it. It's banana almost, cut. It, yeah, banana. And, and then he, they, are, they are pushing down the sides. So now you better get back on D. If not, they are going to lay up you to death. And then after they score on you, and they can run half court with you, then you look and you get the ball. Here I am. I'm guarding you face-to-face. Versus when you play a little bit slower in Lincoln, that you get the rebound, and then you're not getting across half court sometimes to under 30. So then, therefore, you have to play in a hurry and, and versus playing fast. And there's a totally two, there's a big difference. And, and that's where – Two, if you're going to play that way, you have to execute at the highest of levels. Right. Playing faster gives you more possessions. You can afford to make a mistake or two. Now, Belly right. West doesn't make many. <laughs> right. really yeah, and, that's the, and that's where the, that's really the problem tough. is. Because Miller North was a really good team. Mm-hmm. And the way they blew that game, the championship game open was Slowing down too soon. Yeah, I, trap, I trap with slow players just for that reason. That I would rather us play at a tempo that we're used to playing at Rather than playing slow just out of comfort, right. mm-hmm. yeah. like we listen, I I'll, I'll take slow dudes who are willing to defend hard for longer. And you can hard and you and, yeah. you, and you can hide them that way because then therefore you're when you're trapping. Stop the, telling secrets, Jay. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> hey man, you know I'm just a football player. I don't know anything about basketball. You can you can eliminate the athletic deficiency by doing so. Yeah. Now when you but when you do it though, you have to have guys that are bought in and have the right mindset because people always think, well, there is two different things. As soon as fourth grade hits, there's two different teams. There's teams that got really good athletes and then they're going to pressure against kids that have never seen it before. So they're going to run ramp shot for the first half of the fourth grade season. Yeah. Then they're going to play those same teams, and it's going to be a lot closer, sometimes lose. But when you, but you, what you have to – so then everybody's thinking like, okay, well, then, when they're younger, it's like helter-skelter because you're not getting it over half court because everybody's just freezing up. But when you press or you trap, you actually have to be – you gotta have a high level of, of intelligence because you're actually reading the offense or reading the defense that you're running or trap or whatever that you're running on the run. And then on top of it, you have to communicate. If you're a lazy communicator, you as can't a, trap. You, well, you well you can't be on the court running that. Quiet defense ain't good defense. Nope. <laughs> because the, some of the guys, some of the guys will point. Well, listen, I, I, I asked one of the players, I said, well, okay, that's great that you pointed. But if me and you are walking down the street and I'm looking over here and a dude's about to come hit me upside my head and you just, instead of saying, hey, Jay, look out, you just point, I'm knocked out anyways. So after when I get up, I'm trying to knock you out. <laughs> so you better tell me he's coming, right? Tell me yeah. loudly. Loudly, because not just talk, but to me. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah. direct. Call my like, name. Okay, stay. Call, call my I name. mean, it, it from your the, left. And it's the and it's the Step easiest up. thing to do. And really, if you want, and you really, what, what these kids don't understand, parents don't either. If you really want to get on the court, if 
well, if you have coaches that are going to be looking for to get players on the court, but ideally, if you want to get on the court, you learn how to play defense and talk. Older guys will want to play with you because they know you're not going to get in the way you know how to play. When you're a younger player, see, this is also what the mindset of kids. You go from, say, like a younger player scoring all the time. So you think, like, you go play with some seniors that you need to score. No, man. Your job is to hit an open shot or two, get some garbage points, get some layups, and not mess up and get the experience. That's, that was how I got on the floor. But the, but, My sophomore year experience. Yeah. But, but there's a lot of kids that think they need to go from playing summer basketball to think, like, okay, I need to go be playing. You ain't, you ain't LeBron, man. I saw LeBron in high school. I'll never forget Troy Evans that we've had on old school, and he told me about LeBron. And I made a special – I said, listen, Troy, if I come down here and watch this kid, and he ain't close enough to Jordan, I said, me and you going to go at it. Now, we wouldn't have. But he, but Troy had been telling me about LeBron James for a season and a half because he knew I loved basketball because he always make fun of me because I used to I used to have a Kevin – that was when we used to wear jerseys and stuff to the game. He's like, here, you come in here with that extra medium guy be wearing my <laughs> Kevin Garnett jersey or whatever. And I was like, man, I just did some you know push-ups in the gym or whatever. I went, if you're not LeBron – or one of these dudes that we, you know, talk about. Your kid ain't ready to play against no seniors, man. Unless he's a man child, like that one kid that, that DP sent me. That that's 15 years old, seven foot one, seven foot one, and mm-hmm. 260 pounds. Well, I always say it like Randy Moss. When they when they procreated, that was a magical night. If your kid ain't magical, stop trying to act like he is. With that being said, we're gonna go to a magical break. J Foreman, DP, old school. We'll be right back.